Welcome to The Good Lawyer. This is a 2022 copyrighted podcast of the Young Lawyers Division of the State Bar of Georgia, where we discuss what makes a good lawyer. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. I am your host, Attorney Sari Young. And today on the show, we are so excited to have BJ Pock. He's a Senate-confirmed U.S. attorney and legislator that now practices with Alston and Byrd. He is going to share his expertise on what makes a good lawyer and a little bit about his career. So first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. So talk to us a little bit about what got you to where you are today. I know it was a long and winding road for you. You know, it's interesting because I was uh, actually born in South Korea and I didn't speak any English and I immigrated when I was 10 and uh, I never imagined uh, that my career would take a turn like it has. You know, one thing that uh, I found myself uh, being is uh, since I couldn't speak English, I was very shy growing up and uh, that really changed when my uh, mother and I was going into my ninth grade year decided that um, I should maybe try speech and debate because my older sister, who was a rising senior at the time, was taking speech and debate during the summer. So I got kind of dragged along there and just so happens uh, I thrived in that uh, in that class. That was when the debate coach was also the teacher at the time suggested that I may I should pursue uh, law maybe as a potential career. And, you know, I graduated high school in the early 90s. So that at that time, the Law and Order series was just coming online. Uh, John Grisham novels were super popular. So becoming a lawyer was like in front and center of many college graduates. And I was an accounting major and I didn't think that I would stay in accounting because I, I really didn't enjoy it, but I knew I could have a job. So when I went to law school, I told myself that I don't want to be an accountant, so I better study. <laughs> So uh, I, I did fairly well in, in law school, and I absolutely loved it because it opened my eyes to so many so many things about how the world works and, and how we are governed by certain rules, which reflects the values of society. And as an immigrant, my entire goal in life uh, was to be a, a big law partner, frankly. I thought that was success, right? And my life kind of changed and took a turn uh, after September 11th. I was a, a young associate at Alston and Bird, uh, where I am now. And after the attacks on the World Trade Center, um, I had a really uh, tough time refocusing on doing work. And I just felt like as an immigrant, you view the United States as this very strong, invincible country and having the country attacked and the sense of security. And I realized that our, our country and our public institutions need good people, men and women, to defend it be a part of it. And so that's when I started my public career, public service career. And here's a little story that I think many people do not know. I, I was very fortunate in, when I was younger. I had a couple friends at the time who were assistant U.S. attorneys, uh, one of whom was uh, the former Chief Justice David Namias. And I was friends with Dave and also uh, his late wife, Kathy O'Neill. They had encouraged me to apply to the U.S. Attorney's Office, and I did. And I got rejected like many people do in the first time around. And ultimately, I did get in. Uh, Judge Duffy, who had retired from the federal bench recently, was the U.S. attorney at the time. And he gave me a chance uh, to become an AUSA. And I absolutely loved it because I felt like I was making a difference in the world. I was a lying prosecutor for six years. And then I was recruited out of the U.S. attorney's office to private practice in another large law firm. But I told myself that uh, no matter what I do in life, I would always 
make my way to serve uh, the public, either through volunteering or um, another public service role. You know, I just, uh, every opportunity that opened up, I took a chance um, and I jumped at it and realized that, you know, things have a way of working out. And it's very scary to change jobs. And by our nature, I think attorneys are, you know, risk averse. But what I found is that every time I've took a leap of faith and jumped and took a risk, that I've gotten so much rich experience and reward from taking that chance. I think it's very important for uh, young lawyers, especially, to not to have tunnel vision about their career. Your career is a marathon and not a sprint. And so always think about what more can you do uh, and how can I grow as a lawyer and as a person uh, as you go through your career. I've had many mentors that helped me out throughout my career and just, just happened to be at the right place at right time. And uh, I feel very, very fortunate to have a career that I had. And, you know, I ran for office, not because I was seeking to become a state legislator, but it just so happened that uh, that opportunity arose. My wife and I uh, prayed about it. My wife's a probate judge, by the way, in Gwinnett County. We uh, prayed about it and thought about it and said, maybe this is another way that perhaps God was telling me to serve. So I didn't know anything about political campaigns or anything like that. Just took another leap of faith. I ran for office in a four-person primary, which was, I remember knocking on doors during the summer, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, even to this day. And it's also the most humbling thing that I've ever done in my life. And I really felt like I grew as a person throughout that experience. I didn't expect to win, but I was fortunate enough to win, and I was uh, able to serve the Georgia public in that way. And I, I really, really enjoyed serving in the General Assembly. And I know the State Bar really encourages young lawyers to do that. And then, you know, it, throughout these kind of experiences, being an, an AUSA and being a legislator and having um, developed good professional and good friendships throughout the political process, I think that was what helped me get picked to perhaps become uh, the United States Attorney. And it's a longer story. <laughs> But basically, I didn't plan for these things, but I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. I was very fortunate to be at the right place and get, and get selected. So you want to give yourself that chance to get lucky. And I feel like uh, I've uh, intentionally or unintentionally have uh, ended up being very lucky in, in things that I've done in my career. And so that's, uh, that's a Reader's Digest version of kind of where I ended up. And of course, uh, being the U.S. attorney, you can't serve forever. So I left and I, I'm back in private practice. Your entire career has, as you said, been you taking a chance and it working out for the best. And I guess I would like to know how your experience in your career has shaped your perception of what makes a good lawyer. Yes, that's actually a very good question. Um, you know, one of the things that I've done after I uh, left the government was to represent lots of individuals in a white collar criminal context. Some of the traits that I've I've feel like really good lawyers develop could be broken down to three things. The first thing is to be a great lawyer, you need to be able to listen to your clients. We take that for granted because we, we have so much more knowledge than the average person about the law and how things work. But when I think about the title counselor at law and being a criminal defense lawyer, you realize that you truly are a counselor in, a tr in every sense of the word. And so listening to the clients is it's people who are excellent lawyers do a very good job of listening to their clients and figuring out what really motivates them in terms of seeking what type of result that they want. But once you're able to figure that out, 
I think you become a much more effective advocate into effectuating the result that, that the client needs. And so in through that process, you have to be very empathetic. And good lawyers are very empathetic. They listen well, and they also counsel very well, and they could relate. And so that also means that, you know, in, especially in criminal context, it's not just the client, but also the family members, because they're impacted by the process. And they also have to come to the realization of what, what might be and what can happen. And, and to the extent they can relate to them and be empathetic, I think become much more effective, trusted advisor than the, the average person. And lastly, one thing I realized is no one masters the law. And so you're going to stumble and you have to give yourself some grace. Good lawyers puts mistakes and errors in context. That's why they call it the practice of law. And so everybody practices, even, you know, I've been practicing law for 25 years. And every day I find myself like, oh, maybe I didn't do the best I could on that one. I, I, I messed up. But you don't want to beat yourself up over it because you just learn from it and move on. I think most lawyers, excellent lawyers, understand that you are going to make mistakes. You just have to make sure that there are checks and balances to make less of them. And as you get older and more experienced, you're, you're not going to make those simple mistakes. But at the same time, you don't want to become ineffective by beating yourself up over the mistakes that you'll make. Again, law is not something that's all black and white. It's all lots of lots of it's gray. So you have to understand that um, you have to put it in perspective and learn and grow from it. And I think lawyers who carry those traits, you know, who listen real well, who are empathetic, and who give grace to themselves and understand that there's some limitation that they may be able to do, uh, become really, really effective lawyers and advocates. Those three points kind of touch on things that we've had other guests talk about. So it's a, it's a really cool that your process and your experience getting to where you are was different, but you still share some of the same beliefs and the qualities of a good lawyer. Did you find those qualities in your experience practicing or did you find them through mentors and watching others? What was the process? You know, when you were younger, I think we're all, we all suffer from somewhat of the imposter syndrome uh, or that you might have missed a very critical case when you're doing research. So you always have a little bit of doubt. Of course, that goes away with more experience, but you bring up a very good point. I think the mentorship and the relationship you have with more experienced lawyers and having people around you where you could ask questions, it does tremendous service to your growth as an attorney. And so throughout my life, I, I mean, I could go on forever blaming all those folks who have helped me out, who are more senior, uh, who are experienced to give great advice, not just career advice, but legal advice. Also, just looking out for me. You know, I'm very grateful to them because I, I won't name them because uh, I'll end up forgetting somebody. But at the same time, I think that uh, younger lawyers who reach out and ask will find themselves surprised at how open a lot of the more senior lawyers are. Because I think most of them got there because of mentorships and different relationships that more senior lawyers have given. So they have a sense, and I certainly have a sense of duty to always speak to younger lawyers when I can help as much as I can. As long as they want to have genuine relationships, right? It's a two-way street, right? You know, a lot of young lawyers who, who would like to have a, a mentor relationship with senior lawyers, I think you should approach it like with any genuine relationship, that you are, you are in, in fact, interested not just for yourself, but also because you respect that person and you want to have a relationship with them. And I think those relationships are very, very important to advancement in your career. And one person I could tell you right now, and I, I will be a name is the judge I clerked for, 
Judge Richard Mills has been a mentor of mine ever since I have a law school graduate. And they have been my biggest advocate throughout your career. But you'll find those type of individuals all around you, as long as you are genuine about developing those relationships. You're distinguishing between when you are a young lawyer and when you're an experienced lawyer. If you now, where you are currently as a partner at a very large firm, could give advice to young lawyer you, what would that advice be? I think that the younger lawyers, especially type A personalities that end up at you know our, our highest level of profession, we are very afraid of making mistakes. People finding out that you're not, you didn't do the best job by accident or just because you didn't understand it. And I think it's very important to be um, open and vulnerable and knowing that maybe you don't know everything. And it's okay to ask questions. People who are more experienced lawyers, especially at large law firms, partners, we have an obligation to train and mentor younger lawyers. So that's a built-in kind of process. But associates need to kind of be open about that. You know, I don't think I'm very good at this. Is there any opportunities I could uh, have to improve that? You know, unless you ask for help and be honest about exactly what you want, you're not going to get the help, right? And so I would recommend my, to my younger self to be more open about, oh, you know, I'm not the best at this, or I want more experience on, you know, standing up in court. And I'll give you a story. When I first started out trying cases, I knew I wasn't very good at voir dire. I just, I just, I just feel like that was not my strong suit. Through just asking questions for more experienced trial lawyers and watching and trying to learn and reading about it, I feel like I've improved in that process. And I feel I consider myself one of, um, uh, pretty good at picking juries now. Now, we don't get to go to trial as much as we used to, but I thoroughly enjoy that process. And so, you know, all of us have areas that we can improve. And um, I would be very open if I could when I was younger uh, about those areas that I want help uh, with. That's great advice that even I think I would give myself, and I'm still, I consider myself a baby lawyer, that giving yourself grace and understanding to ask for help. I think that's a huge thing in our community that uh, is hard, like you said, for a type A personality. I appreciate you sharing everything that you did today. I hope that our listeners enjoy it. And unfortunately, that does bring us to the end of this episode. I want to thank you, especially uh, BJ, for coming on and everybody that's been listening and supporting The Good Lawyer. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And be sure to please tune in for our next episode. And until then, this has been Sarah Young. Thank you. This podcast was created by the Young Lawyers Division of the State Bar of Georgia. It was produced, recorded, and edited by Jamie Goss. Special thanks to Ron Daniels and D. Sarah Young. Follow the YLD on social media at Georgia YLD. Call in with questions on the podcast at 404-526-8607.